Welcome guys to another episode of the 1% Daily Podcast. Today I'm joined by another guest of mine, James, more than you think, a student in the knowledge of metaphysics, um, who also provides a self-improvement patron has helped numerous amounts of people and also sh- sheds a different light on um, topics that has seemingly mind-boggled a lot of people. Um, James, um, you know, you talk a lot about metaphysics and um, that's seemingly what you specialize in, especially when you uh, post on Snapchat. But I actually want to get to know more of your background and how did you even get into that sort of things? What made you want to start, you know, providing a Patreon service and helping other people? Um, talk to me more about that. So obviously, like as a kid, I was always like fascinated in just everything, literally anything and everything. I was like, I was always questioning like why things were the way they were, you know, what anything was, why I had to do certain things, why I had to listen to certain people, what anything meant. And li- that, that curiosity never really left me, to be honest. And I just grew up with it. And that led me to studying philosophy in school, in college, and now I study it in uni as well. And obviously, like you said, the, the aspect of philosophy that I focus on the most is metaphysics. And because the way I see it is philosophy is like all the big questions and metaphysics is like all the big answers because a lot of people think like you can't really know what the reality is you can't really know what the mind is personally i think differently i think you can and you'll see why that is kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy and a bit of a feedback loop by telling yourself you can't understand something you're not going to be able to understand it regardless Hmm. and then inevitably by that you end up closing people out who actually might be able to help you on that so yeah man they're just 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 literally fascinated by it and never stopped really learning about it and then about about a year ago Nero put me on to metaphysics or the aspects of met- metaphysics that I talk about now so shout out to Nero for that shout out um, to Nero man yeah shout out to the um school of high thought podcast as well with um Isaac and Nero that's a banger yeah, if you guys yeah, haven't yeah. listened to that go listen to that man serious podcast man but uh yeah so and ever since I've just been studying it creating content on it and I just thought like See, the way I think, yeah, is mm. you're born into this world. You're cast into this world. You don't, you don't really know what the fuck's going on. You don't know who the fuck you are. Yeah. And you're just told to get on with everything. And there's, there's, there's set things that you ha- well, you can get control over them, but you're not born with the control over them. Unless, like, for example, you're born into a really wealthy family, but then you're still subject to things like your mind. And there's a, a lot of people don't really fully, they, know, they might know what to think, but they don't know how to think. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's these things like finance, your mind, your body, your food, your everything. You're all subject to it. And if you don't learn how to correctly use those things to kind of improve your life, then you're inevitably going to be just drifting by unconsciously and not really living a life that is very fulfilling or has a lot of meaning. And mm. for me, I, I just think like you don't have to be an expert on any of it, but it's better to know kind of the basics of everything to kind of get yourself by. You know the the metaphysics. What what is it? What actually is metaphysics? Because I think some people might be listening and be thinking, uh, I don't know what he's talking about. Um, could you give a breakdown of what what it actually is? And yeah, yeah. So essentially, metaphysics is the umbrella term for the study of that which is beyond the physical. Because one of the root meanings of meta is literally beyond. But I I don't really think it is just beyond the physical because I I think it's everything like like as I just said like it, it takes the physical into account but in in more of a different light than how most people would think about it because it does involve things like quantum physics and biology chemistry epigenetics all stuff like that which is 
you know, really, really about the physical, but it's got a heavy, 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 like, focus on the mental. And basically one of the most fundamental metaphysical values or, or principles or laws is that everything originates in the mental sphere. And the physical mm. world around us is literally just an effect of all the causes and all those causes are mental. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting because I think one of the main messages that I come across when, um, especially reading your posts, is that, if correct me if I'm wrong, I might be mistaken, but that your reality is fabricated by your mental reality. So the physical plane... The physical plane is fabricated by the mental plane. So, what what is what are the planes? Because I know you you and Nero always talk about that a lot. Um, there's there's something called the three planes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So essentially, all the th you've got three basic planes. You've got the mental, the spiritual, and the physical. But on a deeper level, all of those planes are actually just different degrees of mental. They're all everything ultimately is energy, and we'll get onto that in a bit. But, mm. So essentially, you've got three main classifications. So obviously, you've got your mental, your mind, the physical, obviously, your body and the physical world around you, and the spiritual, your your energy, your emotion, your vibration, just things like that. Mm. Um, and and that's pretty much it. And all those the, all those different planes kind of intertwine to affect each other on different levels. And people can be, for example, if if somebody was more focused on the physical plane and disregarded the mental and the spiritual, you could say that they're a very egotistical person. You know, they live by the senses. They don't really take into account anything like, you know, they might really hold strong emotion against people and, and feel like they have no control over that. They might be really, really focused on the physical aspect of themselves, how good they are at things, maybe no humility. Someone on the mental, you know, that's where you get a lot of intellectual people who are more focused on the mental but doesn't necessarily have to be a positive thing just to be more focused on the mental because you've got a lot of intellectual, like for example, Jordan Peterson, you know, he's a really intellectual guy, but he struggles with mental health and that's having a misbalance in your kind of your spiritual plane where your emotions mm. and your energy are there. Is that, so, is that because he's neglecting the, the spiritual plane or? It, the, the thing is, it's like, you can never say for certain of anything about anyone in it. You can just, you can only make assumptions, but mm. A lot of people, especially intellectual people, they it's they they have an ego that's based off of almost not having an ego and being intellectual. And the problem with that is you can you can end up thinking you're so smart that you make yourself dumb because you can kind of close off your mind to any outside information. And that's not necessarily saying that he is dumb or anything like that, but it's it's more about kind of people start to believe they can't help themselves, and people start to believe that. Like I have friends, for example, who think that they have to live with struggle. They have to live with negativity and struggle. And it's like, I try to tell them that that's not necessarily true. Like it is, but it isn't because as you'll see, everything has two poles to it, like hot and cold, light and dark, Yeah, you know, love and hate. Every, nothing is ever black and white. There's always, everything's a spectrum. So it's like, mm. while, there are, while there does have to be certain struggles in life, there doesn't have to be others. But if you hold on to something and you say like, yeah, I have to live like this. This is just an, an, an essential part of life. Then that will be true for you. And you will live with that for the rest of your life until one day you realize, oh shit, all that negativity I was holding on to, I just thought I had to, but I didn't. Ah, So are you saying almost if someone has the mindset of a poor person, then in reality, 
their life will essentially be poor or is it similar to that or yeah 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 it is similar to that but obviously it's mm. it's, it's not as simple as that it's not like it's because that's like just saying like oh homeless people why don't you just go buy a house during yeah the yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah literally levels to it you know what i'm saying so right, it's like right. like for example 90 90 to 95% of our of our lives are, are governed by our subconscious minds and that is the level of mind that we can't really tap into too much on a day-to-day basis and and it's more the subconscious is a very long-term process and it, it takes a lot of energy to be able to manipulate that mind and it's like you, you'll see it with like for example i don't know if you've heard of like those tibetan monks that can essentially raise and lower their body temperatures just by meditating Yes, yes, I've heard about that. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen one. Is that is that also similar to um than people who can go in Antarctica and like just um go deep sea diving in the Arctic 100%, 100%. Ocean? One hundred percent. You're tapping into parts of your mind that govern parts of your body that would otherwise be unconscious for you. And essentially, one one part of metaphysics is is literally about diving into that subconscious and seeing what's below the the obvious surface and kind mm-hmm. of diving into that and manipulating factors there because that is where pretty much all of our life is governed. Like you can't stop your blood flowing. You can't stop your body digesting. You can't stop really breathing. You know, these, these are yeah, things that yeah. are mostly unconscious to us. Some of what we can make conscious, like for example, you can consciously breathe, which is a big thing in meditation. But um, for the most part, we, we live subconsciously and it, it gets a lot harder for people when they live unconsciously and subconsciously because I like to, I like to make a distinguish between a lot of people are living very unconsciously like most people for example i remember when i started uni we did this like exercise like introduce everyone in the class to each other and it was essentially we were talking about morning routines and why people just get into habits and stuff so this yeah. kid was like oh what's your morning routine and i mentioned that i meditate in the morning and he was like what you meditate why'd you do that and it was like it it, it didn't really surprise me but it does surprise me at the same time because it's like you wouldn't not get a shower in the morning. You wouldn't not brush your teeth. You wouldn't not mm. eat food. You wouldn't not clean your car. But, it, but when it comes to your mind, people just completely think it's this thing that doesn't need to be sorted out. It doesn't need to be like taken care of directly. Mm. People just you know live day to day. They get into yeah. habits. They, yeah. And essentially, our, our bodies, our brain is a, is a supercomputer that's just trying to figure out how can we live most efficiently. Because we've evolved into that. You know, we, we're not trying to disperse too much energy into things that we don't need to, which is why people rely on motivation rather than discipline, which is why most people can't be asked to do things because your your brain is working against you. It wants you to disperse the least amount of energy. So if you're living on autopilot and you're doing the same things every day, living in these habits, eventually that will go from conscious thought to subconscious thought, which essentially means these neural networks have been built in your brain that have been have become so strong that it takes little to no energy for these neural networks to be activated so you just live using less energy because that's what your brain wants to do to conserve your life but you also live more unconsciously and you can get trapped as in, in you know in circumstances a victim of circumstance along with a bunch of other negative factors like maybe your childhood that you've never delved into maybe mm. people at work give you stress you know maybe your abusive partner and all these things combined can lead people to kind of thinking like, that's just what life is. I, yeah. I you know, like you, I'm sure you've probably heard like people in the forties or fifties going like, oh, your your best years are in your twenties. It's like, why? Why is that? Is it? Is that? Is that true? Is that a fact? Or is that just something that you think based on your experience? But how much of your life have you consciously tried to create and build? 
And how much negativity have you just accepted because you felt like you had to? Do you know what I mean? Hmm. That's really interesting because, yeah, like you do see that from a lot of older people that, oh, I wish I could have gone back to, you know, to school times, you know, and stuff like that. And it's just like, but why is that the case? Why isn't your life, why are you not happy or content with where you are now? Do you know what I mean? And I think I think that raises a, um, a bigger issue almost. But in terms of how you was talking about, you know, we live... All, all of us human beings live on autopilot and we don't really take care of our mind. How does one actually go about into delving deep into the subconscious mind? So the main two things I'd say to people is meditation and introspection. And that falls under like with journaling and time in solitary and stuff like that. But essentially, um, I can't remember where I saw this, but there's a good, there's a good analogy of the mind basically. So imagine like a dirty lake on the surface. It just seems still and one color. And then if you throw a stone into it, all of a sudden, all this dirt starts to rise to the surface. And that is essentially what meditation does to people. And it can be quite hard for people who have, who have undealt with emotions and thoughts and self-limiting beliefs who, who haven't really dived into that before. Because once that starts coming to the surface, it can be, it can, you know, it can be deep for people. But essentially what, what you're trying to do is you're trying to, an easier way to explain it is your brain vibrates at different frequencies and these are different brainwave patterns. So you've got like alpha, beta, delta, theta. And what you're trying to do in meditation is you're trying to lower your brainwave pattern to kind of put the conscious mind, like weaken it a little bit and put it slightly sleepy so that you are, your awareness is more connected to your subconscious mind. And you might start getting thoughts that you had a week ago, a month ago, a year ago, different memories, different emotions that haven't been dealt with yet. And essentially what you're doing is you're bringing this to the surface so you can kind of look at it directly and analyze it there. And once you get to the bottom of it, you can kind of just accept it and just be like, okay, cool, that happened. I understand how it's affected me. I understand how I've been treating people because of that, how I've treated myself because of that, my outlooks on life. And like a lot of people, for example, think it's hard to become successful. And I, I had this, this belief too. And then one day I thought, okay, cool, I'm going to meditate on that. So what I do personally is I just get a book. I just write down like literally a number. So like, for example, it might have been the seventh time that I've done this. So I'd write down the number seven and I'll just write down the question, is it hard to become successful? And mm -hmm. I'll just let that question kind of sink into my mind and, and whatever thoughts come to my mind, I just write them down and I kind of read over them. And then I'm, I started noticing patterns like, well, the people who were telling me this were, most of them were teachers. And if you think about it logically, if a teacher works really hard, they're not actually going to get any more reward than what they would get anyway because their salary is mm. set and things like that. Yeah. And then you kind of start to realize, who are the people that have instilled this belief on me? And what are their realities? Because it might be true to them. You know, if, if, you're, if you're set at like 30 grand a year and you, you can work as hard as you want, but you can't earn more than that from your job, then success is going to be pretty fucking hard for you. But if, mm. you, if you maybe ask some sort of business owner, he might say, oh, it's, it's hard work, but you can do it. And the subtle, subtleties in different people's perspectives. And then you might also say, well, why is it hard work? Oh, because it takes a lot of time. And it's like, so essentially is what you're saying, because it takes a lot of time, it's hard work. Well, if you were comfortable with the idea of taking time to do things, would it, the work be as hard? Do you get what I'm saying? So yeah, we yeah, have yeah. these beliefs where we kind of just accept whatever and just say, oh, that's a fact. Yeah, that's how that is. That's reality. Yeah. But has anyone ever questioned it? Has anyone ever actually said, like, is that true, though? Or am I just accepting that because my mum my said it or my boss said it or my teacher mm. said it? 
It's almost allowing other people's self-limiting doubts and opinions to be projected onto you and then you accepting that as your reality, as your new reality. Because um, it's interesting because I remember uh, Neron, uh, Neron, Nero made a post um long time ago. I can't remember what it went along by, but it was something along the lines of sometimes people are in the position you are today is because of what they've as a child been subject to. So mm. if you as a person have always been, you know, be scarce of well, finances, scarce of money, you know, you're not really want to venture building a side hustle or trying to find ways of making more money, uh, that could have a result or the catalyst could have been because as a child, you was always told by parents like, no, like save your money and oh, just go to school and go to university yeah, and get a job and yeah, and then live your life until you're 65, retire, have your pension. That's life for you. Do you know what I mean? So um, what or how detrimental or what kind of impact does your childhood have upon you in terms of your growth and your your mind in general? Well, it, it's fucking huge, man. You know, like mm. a lot of you, you'll see as you get older and stuff, you start to see like, like I even see it now with like some 40 year olds who are literally still 16 year olds. And it's like, your childhood is so influential on your character throughout your whole life because ultimately, like I was talking about before, your brain vibrates at different frequencies and the theta frequency is essentially when your conscious mind is, is not really too active. It's there, but it's not too active. Your subconscious mind is really open to suggestion and to ideas. And up until the age of eight, the most dominant bravery frequency, even when kids are awake, is theta. So that's why kids are so easy to program. That's why they just accept beliefs like it's just anything, you know, like... If you, if you act like a dickhead, Santa's going to come and people, Santa won't come and people are like, oh shit, you know what I'm saying? So hmm. as a kid, you're always looking for authority. You'll look at, you'll, you'll look at adults like there's some kind of God that have completely figured out everything. And they know the way the world works. They know how to do everything. If you want to learn anything, you just go to them, you ask them a question and they'll give you the answer. Do you get what I'm saying? And as you grow up with that, as a kid, when you get into your teens and you, you start becoming a little bit older, it changes. The dynamic changes from, you know, authority in the family to maybe authority from whoever's the most popular person or the coolest person. But as a kid, man, it's really influential because essentially you, you can't really choose your family. You can't choose the people that you're brought up with. And it's, it's, it's hard, man, because for a lot of people, you know, it's, they, they don't get luck at the draw because... I mean, I think of it this way, bro. How many people are fucking professionals? Not a lot of people are professionals. How many mm. people are professional humans? Do you get what I'm saying? How many people fully understand life and how to be a leader, how to be a provider, or if you're a female, mm. maybe it's different, maybe it's the same. I don't yeah. fucking know. But the point yeah. I'm saying is there's a lot of people, man, who just struggle with life and haven't figured it out. They have kids. They they push that on the kid. The kid starts to think, oh, that's just what life is. And it it, it creates these generational cycles of poverty or, or maybe wealth if you grew up in a wealthy family but mm. the most important thing is the mind bro and and, and your, your beliefs your values how you treat people how you treat yourself how you carry yourself what you want to do in the world and a lot of people don't have a clue how to act and that's why we're so lenient with children though because we know we know kids don't really know anything you know if a kid slaps another kid in the face you're like that you know you tell them off but you're like what can you do at the end of the day he, he doesn't really mm. know what he's doing yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and I mean, it's crazy today with all the LGBTQ stuff and trying to make kids decide 
which of the nine billion genders they are. <laughs> nine billion. <laughs> in it, bro. But it's like, like, I'm dead. He doesn't even know what life is, man. I yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's so, that's really funny, man. It's true, man. It's, it's, and it's like, you know, people grow up with these ideas of what they've seen, you know, things that have happened to them. And it can create all sorts of dynamics. You know, in relationships, mm. a big one is, is obviously mummy and daddy issues. A huge yeah. one, which, yeah. which is really common for people to know about. And it's Exactly, like, exactly, yeah. Literally, bro, and you can see that dynamic play out between people or mm. when people are trying to push that dynamic on you. And it's like, like the most, you, you, that's why I say, like, you've got to meditate. You've got to introspect. You've got to see what's in your mind because until mm. you really highlight everything that's in your mind that you can, you're going to be living partly someone else's life that they've just threw their beliefs onto you. And that's manifested through your actions and your circumstances and your character. And you're basically living by someone else's beliefs. So it's, it's so important, man, for people to kind of take accountability for their own actions and their own life and kind of try and figure out who they really are, what they actually like. Why did, you know, why, why do I support this football team? Why do I believe in this religion? Why, you know, why do I think that about money? And just try and really get to the bottom of what everything is. And is it your own decision making or is it decision making that was done by someone else but enforced upon mm. you? It's funny because I actually always preach this all the time that there really is a lack of individual thinking, individual opinion. And a lot of people are just sheep. And like you said, a lot of people are living on autopilot and just doing things without actually questioning, wait, why am I even doing this? I'm just doing this because Ben next to me is doing it or Harry's doing it. You know, I might as well just do it. I might as well just join in. So yeah. do you think there's like a bigger agenda in terms of wanting people to be, they're awake, but they're brain dead. Do you think there's like a mm. bigger agenda going on behind the scenes or? A hundred percent, bro. The only mm. thing we can do is be conscious. Everything we do is a, is a conscious activity. All we have is awareness and all we ever do is invest our awareness into anything. So like when you see people say like, oh, I want to shut off, I want to relax, they might watch TV, they might read a book or something. Either way, you're still active. You're still investing your awareness into something. And like the less, the more you're investing your awareness into things that do not return an investment on that awareness, you are sapping away your consciously, your consciousness. So if you sit down, it's like where, you, where you, your mum and dad, if you play video games, they might be saying, oh, you're on that all day. You're not, your brain's going to go to mush. Because we, we sub, a lot of things we, we already subconsciously know, it's just about remembering them but, and realising them. But it's like, if you, like in, with, with people who smoke crack, bro, if you're going to smoke crack all day, your consciousness is going to be sapped. And this goes on to different kind of levels with all sorts of stuff, like junk food, for example. Junk food mm. saps consciousness. It's not about like, and that's like even being like oh spirituality and it's a low vibration it's literally saps your consciousness you you are not being conscious about your body your digestive system what you're putting into it you know mm. why you're eating it you're just going oh it's quick food it's easy eat it yeah. it tastes nice good done and it's like you know no one's perfect and it's not 100%. about like go vegan be enlightened today it's not all about that it's all a journey man but it's it's a it's a big thing to really understand like why am i actually doing this why am i smoking this joint why am i having this drink why am i watching this tv show like am i just doing it to pass the time because i don't know what else to do with my life or am i actually doing it because i'm relaxing after doing something productive with my life because it's so easy to just kind of give into all sorts of habits that just damage us as people because they're literally like there's people what people have to understand is th there's a there's a fight going on right now for your consciousness social media tv netflix food 
everything, bro. Everything wants your awareness because your awareness is profitable. Do you get what I'm saying? For wow. other people or yourself. So you make the decision. Do I give them my awareness and profit them? Or do I invest my awareness into something that will return for me and profit me? Do you get what I'm saying? That's yeah. the game. That's all it ever has been. That's all it ever will be. And all people are trying to do is create a monopoly on consciousness to kind of control how things work out. And obviously there's different levels to that. And, you know, I, I don't fucking know everything about how it all works behind the scenes, but it's evident if you just kind of look at basic norms and values of our culture and our Western society. And like, it's just obvious. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's funny because it reminds me of a, of a saying, you know, when something is free, um, you know, you are the price or you are the customer. I can't remember what the saying goes. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. For example, like porn, you know, even though it's free, it's accessible. You can literally get onto their website in like two seconds. You know, at the end of the day, you pay for the costs because exactly not people profiting off your yeah exactly lack of awareness. Yeah, like it's it's funny though because it's a free service, but somehow the porn industry is a billion dollar industry and they're making millions. Do you know what I mean? And it's funny because something that is so accessible and is sadly normalized in society has become, I think, one of the biggest illnesses to this day. Listen, man, there's, there's people in offices right now talking about what can we do to maximize our profits? And the way to do that is to is to pull even more attention and awareness from people using their products and maximize themselves their, their own power. And it's like, you know, like... When I, I used to have a business with my friends selling clothes and we, we had the business was mainly set up on Instagram. And when I was learning about Instagram marketing, I was literally seeing how Instagram's whole system is created to keep your eyes on that app so they can push as many adverts as possible to you for the for the off chance that you might buy something. And that will profit the business with the advert and the, and Instagram profit regardless, bro. It's like it's like that saying. In a gold rush, sell shovels. Instagram is the shovel. The businesses are selling the gold. Instagram's selling the shovels. Because they're just saying, mm. even if you don't buy this product, we make money because you're addicted to our product, which is social media. We just sell we just sell adverts. But the, the companies selling their products are then trying to fight, well, how can I make the most, the most appealing advert? How can I do this? How can I do that? And you see, like for example, companies like Manscaped, they're really smart with their advertising. Because they just go for people's insecurities. They go, okay, who, what's our product for? Mainly men. What are men mainly interested in? Women. So we'll just <laughs> women in our adverts. Yeah. And, and make them feel like if they don't have manscaped, they're not a good enough man for this kind of woman. It's, it's all mm. psychological warfare, bro. It's all about how can I get in your head, live there rent free, and get you to give me your money. Hmm. It's, it's um, like you're actually trying to persuade the customer like you're giving them an emotional reason it's 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 playing with their emotions to convince them you know that that, that there is something that you need that you actually don't need but i'm convincing you that you actually do want it do you see what i mean exactly it's just a form of brainwashing like people mm. don't buy based off rationality they buy based off of emotion emotions like 100 yeah. times out of 101 because most people buy things because they they feel this sort of need but a need isn't a rational decision Unless, like, it clearly, like, for example, you're sick, you need to be healthy, okay? But, like, mm. if you already have three cars, you don't need to buy another one. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um. So, with the the brainwaves, and you said there was how many different brainwaves? 
there's a lot to be honest but the ones yeah. i'm most familiar with is alpha beta delta um theta and gamma so do each of these brainwaves have a different purpose or is it that you need to utilize specific ones in order to achieve what you want to achieve or how does it work so essentially the the different levels of brainwaves the different levels of consciousness so delta mm. is when you're like in deep sleep you know rapid eye movement sleep you're dreaming theta is basically the bridge between consciousness and sleep so like if anyone's ever tried to meditate before they might see themselves getting into this kind of like sleepy some people just fall asleep while meditating but if you don't you're going to get into this kind of like sleepy bridge in between the two and that's theta um beta if i'm not mistaken is pretty much just everyday normal waking consciousness alpha is a little bit higher than that so you might be like stimulating your mind a little bit you might be doing something and then gamma is when you're like problem solving you're really 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 thinking really aware really active and kind of like more into the conscious man and the subconscious so as the brain waves slow down so the consciousness the world the conscious mind sort of starts to get a bit calmer and more sleepy and the subconscious mind becomes more open to suggestion hmm. so are you saying that the main goal is in essence, to actually reprogram your subconscious mind and use that to your advantage because it's the subconscious mind that dictates what our day-to-day day-to-day life is. Pretty much, yeah. Because most of your most of your habits, your beliefs about your, yourself, you know, your, your concept of yourself, literally almost everything in your life is because of unconscious factors that align beneath the service and the subconscious mind. And it's like, for example, you get addicts. An addict might change from one addiction to another, but the whole principle of addiction is still there. But they might think like, mm. oh, no, I, 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 don't, I don't do that anymore. I do this instead. It's, it's healthier for me. But you're still an addict. Like, yeah, the problem still an addict, yeah. is still on the underlying. So you need to go to the bottom of it. And that's when, you, you know, it's, it's a combination of quantitative and qualitative data. So like your quantitative data will obviously be the numerology of your addiction. But then the qualitative might be like, why are you addicted? What happened to you in your life that has caused you to, to seek comfort and, and, and pleasure from your addiction? And kind of going into that and really understanding, you know, some you know, people get surprised all the time. It's like, it's like hypnotism and therapy, bro. Like people might end up thinking, they might be like 42 and remember something that happened to them when they were eight that had a knock-on effect that they didn't realize. Mm-hmm. And it snowballed and snowballed. And it's like, you can see it a lot in power dynamics with people with people like how people try and control people or how people want to be controlled or how people yeah. are very sly and kind of go behind the you know behind closed doors and do things you can see like people might not even realize that they are doing that and that that's who they are and that's the problem like people don't realize who they are or what they're doing for the most part and that's why you get people questioning themselves like why did i do that you know why do why always me why does this always and they they just leave it there. But like there might be an actual concrete answer to those questions if you just kind of delved a little bit deeper under the surface and tried to really figure out. It's almost just like rewiring a, a computer or something, trying to really understand the wiring and kind of change that around. Hmm. In terms of meditation, I know a lot of people, especially on your snap, even the past few days, like, how, how do you meditate, James? How do you meditate? Oh, I can't even sit still for five minutes. How do you actually go about meditation? Because uh, if I'm not mistaken, aren't there like different forms of meditation yeah 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 there's a lot a lot of different ways i mean one of the one of the biggest misconceptions of meditation is it's it's not relaxing like people like for example i'll say to my dad like why don't you meditate do you know what i'm saying he'll go 
every time I sit down with a beer, I'm meditating. And it's like, <laughs> no, you're not, you're not getting the point of this. People think it's like all fucking, you know, just, just pretty much just bullshit, but they don't really understand what it is. And like I've yeah. mentioned previously, you're, you're diving into your consciousness and stuff. But I mean, I can't speak for the other types of meditation because I don't really do anything different from obviously what I do. So the main two things that I do is I do meditation for building awareness and I do meditation for introspection. So essentially meditation for building awareness is to be more conscious day to day, to kind of be aware of what you're doing while you're doing it, to just literally be more aware of what you're saying, what you're thinking, how you're acting, of your habits playing out in front of you, just kind of taking a step back and removing yourself from the, the situation itself and more being an observer of the situation, which can mm. really benefit you because you can kind of see things more clearly. And you're also a lot more at peace with things because you're less attached to everything. And then the other style of meditation I do is meditation for introspection, which is kind of like that in reverse. So instead of being in the present and being aware about what's going on now, you're, you're almost diving back into the past and being more aware of what happened then, because presumably you weren't aware back then. Do you get what I'm saying? So yeah. they're the two types. And the thing is, like, meditate, it's not that deep. Like, people think you need to be doing, like, all sorts of handstands and breathe for, like, eight <laughs> seconds. Like, it's, not, it's not like that. You just just sit comfortably, you know, preferably with a straight back because that will keep you aware and keep you awake. Yeah. And then just, just breathe normally and, you know, close your eyes if you want. It's probably better because you'll – the idea is to have as little stimulation for the senses so your conscious mind starts to slow down a bit and you can kind of go into the subconscious – so it's not I mean, like you actually need to like light some candles, sit in a like really big yeah, like, room, yeah, yeah. you know, maybe play some like mansion music in the background, and then yeah, the that's when the meditation thing is starts. People spend more time focusing on that than they will on actually meditating themselves. Yeah, and yeah. Like, like when people say about guided meditations, like I don't, I don't really support them because it's it's kind of against the point. Like if if you're a complete beginner, they might be good because they were for me at least. Like a few years ago when I really first started, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Like mm. if you are a really complete beginner, then yeah, because they kind of introduce you to kind of like the the serenity and the peace and the just kind of letting go of things. But like ideally you want to just be meditating on your own because the whole point is to not be under influence of external factors. So if you're listening to a guided meditation, there's going to be external factors that are influencing how you think and what you think. And while that can be benefit it can be beneficial for some people, like if if it works for you, then it works for you in it. That's all that really matters at the end of the day. Mm. But um, for me, I've definitely found the most the most help with just literally quiet, set a timer and just go for it. And that's it. Because when I I did a little bit of meditation, because I just want to experiment. I was curious. I was you know, speaking about meditation. Oh, I meditate. You was talking about that as well a lot of times. So I was like, okay, let me give it a try. Let me see what he's saying. And it's funny that the first thing I noticed when I started meditating, even for just five minutes i think it was less than five minutes i couldn't even hack a full 10 minute session yeah it's hard uh, <laughs> was that was that i kept putting my hand into my pockets to look for my phone mm. because i kept thinking that my phone was you know in my pockets I want it. and it's crazy because you i actually would have noticed that if i didn't sit down just for five minutes in silence listen to nothing except me observing my thoughts so it was quite Literally. a funny a funny discovery yeah but what I also wanted to to know is how do you actually use metaphysics in your day to day life? I, I mean, I understand obviously now you you do meditation for introspection and for awareness, but are there any other practices that has actually helped you to find success or improve in other areas of your life? 
a big one is the the idea of the quantum field. Like that's something mm. metaphysics is something you can you can read books on it, you can watch videos on it, you can do all sorts. But you've got to let it sink in. It's it's something that it, you can you can read the same thing a hundred times, but unless you really understand it, unless that really sinks into your mind, it, you're gonna struggle to to fully understand it. So one for me that literally recently fully came to understand was the idea of something called the quantum field, which is is and it's just a name kind of for the, for the idea of it. It doesn't like subscribe to any particular idea, if that makes sense. But essentially, right. if you think about it this way. If you went back in time, so I think it was 1907 the first airplane was invented. So you can you can say with confidence the first airplane was physically manifested in our physical world in 1907. But if you go back 500 years from then, it doesn't seem to exist. Yeah. But what when we talk about things that we can see in like maybe we can see someone's ability and you say like oh you've got potential or you've got an ability to do something. Now they might not have necessarily done it. But you can somehow, you can sense it, you can see it, you have that idea in your head that something that doesn't exist physically clearly exists as some form of potential. And we can confidently say that before the aeroplane existed physically, it must have existed as potential in that person's mind who thought of it. So then if you were to backtrack it even further, well, it must have existed as potential for him to potentially think it. So it must exist as some form of potential outside of the mind of the person who first thought that. So then if that is true, where, what is, where does this potential exist? What even is this form of potential? So that takes you then to, to looking at the layers of reality and you kind of come to see that everything is just energy. Literally everything is a representation of energy. Like if we break things down to the smallest amount possible, we get the atom. But if you look within the atom, it's 99.9% energy. It's 99.9% mm. empty space. And that empty space is waves. So you have waves and particles. Well, what we can sense when we touch things is just electric like signals going to our nerves to tell us, okay, that's there. That's that feels like that. But it's all electrical information. It's not like an actual physical, hard, solid thing that we think it is. It's all just different manifestations of energy ultimately. So if you, if you know that, then you can kind of say that everything seems to be a manifestation of energy at different kind of degrees. So mentally, we seem to be able to change thoughts easier than we can change physical objects because it takes less effort. It takes less energy. You know, if you want to change your mind, you just change your mind. If you want to change a physical object, you might need to heat it up. You might need to do, you know, smash it. It takes mm. a lot more effort and energy to change the physical than it does the mental. So if you backtrack even further, you can see obviously the different, degrees of this energy manifesting so that would then make sense to say that these ideas must exist as some form of potential energy that just hasn't been fulfilled yet and by fulfilled i kind of mean like like when you're playing football you have the opportunity to fulfill a goal you score then you fulfilled it right so essentially you're 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 just fulfilling it you're just filling it in you're just kind of bringing it into reality so all these ideas must exist somewhere separate to what we're conscious of from our day-to-day lives, separate to our physical world. They must exist as some form of unfulfilled potential energy. And that essentially is what the quantum field is. And the idea of that is that this, this just it's just infinity. It is literally just infinite. So infinite possibilities, infinite ideas, infinite potential. And essentially mm. what that states is when people are thinking, like when you're thinking like, okay, what, what do I want to achieve in life? What do I desire? What do I want? 
what you're doing is you're basically telling yourself what I want doesn't exist right now physically for me. Yeah. Cause if you, cause if it did, you wouldn't desire it cause you already have it. So you're thinking of something that doesn't exist physically around you. You might've never seen it in your physical life, like a super yacht. Someone might want a super yacht, but might have never seen it. So they're mm. tapping in to the quantum field to kind of think of, okay, what do I want? And then it goes even further when you start to visualize and you start to visualize yourself in that situation. You might be visualizing yourself on the super yacht walking around it. Now, how can you see that if you've never been on it before? If you've, maybe you've never even seen a video of it before and you can even design your own one in your own mind. Do you get what I'm saying? You could put your own spin on it, your initials or something. Right, so you're right. clearly attaching these ideas that exist as some form of potential. And the whole point of that is it allows us to understand that there literally is, if you can think of it, it is already possible. You just need to fulfill it. It doesn't matter on the probability of how hard it will be to fulfill it. It matters that it can be fulfilled. If you are willing mm. to put that time in and put the work in and do the necessary things on the mental, spiritual and physical, then you will inevitably bring that into reality because that is the formula of how things are created. Does, you know, because I see these these words now being thrown about and I think they've lost their sort of real meaning, you know, low vibrational, high vibrational people and things, things like that. Does that link to um, how everything is a form of energy? Yeah, yeah, essentially. So it's just like, it's pretty much just like each emotion is, is, a, is a magnetic frequency and it can be measured. So just different emotions have different kind of frequencies. So the, the, the worse, essentially, like if you, were, if you were to get two poles, so positive and negative, obviously we say, oh, that's a positive, I feel positive or I feel negative. Essentially what we're saying is we feel sad, we feel low, we feel down. But what we're really referring to is just a low vibrational feeling. Now, when people say like, oh, that's low vibration, bro, don't do that. It's just like, <laughs> most of the time, it's because people are just subscribed to ideas and they don't really know what they're talking about. Like, are yeah. they a low vibrational person? Like, mm. it's, it's, it's not as simple as that because your body, like I said before, with your brain frequencies, your body has all sorts of vibrations going through it. You have the vibration of your atoms, your heat, you know, your body temperature, your brain frequency, your heart rhythm, your blood flow. Your, your body is subscribed to so many different vibrations. And you have your electric, your electric vibrations with your neural networks, your magnetic vibrations with your heart and your emotions. So essentially, when we say someone has a certain vibration, you're just saying the overall vibration of all those different vibrations of energy within that body amount to, amount to this. So they're a negative person. They're an egotistical person. They're a positive person. They're a really selfless person. Do you get what I'm saying? So it, it, no. it does have basis in fact. But it, yeah. I think a lot of people misunderstand it. Mm. Why is it? Could you could you explain to me why is it that you know a lot of people now are willing to take shortcuts? Because you made the former mention uh, of how of how that you know if you're willing to put in the work, the ideas you have in your head will come into fruition. It's just a ma it's just a matter of when, you know, of time. If you're willing to go for that long, but. I don't think that's something that resonates with people now because obviously social media and, you know, quick gratification. Um, why do you think quick gratification lifestyle is killing a lot of our people? Whether well, physically or like, mentally. I think that it, it goes back to what I was saying about our human nature before. Like we are designed to give the least amount of energy possible. So it's like if you said to someone, do you want five pounds in a week or do you want five pounds in a year? They, they take five pounds in a week, even though it's the same mm -hmm. amount of money because they know I want it quicker because it takes less energy to get the same thing. 
and it's social media plays on that a big thing like especially if you see like the scrolling feature it's all about instant dopamine bursts like you're bored of that after one second you can scroll to something else that might entertain you you're bored of that after right. two seconds you scroll to something else you know and there's a, there's a thing in the advertising world it's like all about catch the energy catch the awareness as soon as possible because you probably have three seconds to get someone's attention on an advert and if you don't do that you've lost it so all our systems even like with food like people would rather drink a can of fanta than a glass of water because the whole idea is instant gratification instant pleasing of the senses of the mind you know it's it's and it's why people would rather watch a film than read a book because it's more entertaining <laughs> do you know what i'm saying yeah. it is yeah so we're, we're, we're being farmed or our awareness is being farmed to give in to whatever gives us the maximum amount of pleasure in the least amount of time. So it, mm. it makes perfect sense for like a generation in which like, like our generation, we're, we're consumed with Xbox, PlayStation, social media, McDonald's, KFC, fizzy drinks. You know, we're surrounded by it, like completely surrounded by it. It's completely normal. It's it's actually weird if you don't drink or you don't eat McDonald's. People look at you like the fuck's up with you. Yeah, yeah. I could, I could testify to that. I, it was funny. I was um I was uh I was just chilling, yeah, and uh some guy that I just normally chill with, he like he offered me a drink and, and he was like, Yeah, like have a drink, mate, and I was like, No, nah, I'm good, I'm good. And he's like, So you don't drink? I'm like, <laughs> That's what he, I'm like he literally questioned me, like, you don't drink? I said, No. He's like, you don't at least do one form of drugs? I was like, no. <laughs> and he looked at me like I was some weirdo, you know what I mean? But it, it, it was like the fact that that even left my mouth to to ask me that sort of question. It was like, wow. People this don't is... realise. Yeah. People don't realise, man. But it's this like is... your, your, mm. your brain is like people don't realise you have one brain. You have one mind. You have different faculties and levels of mind. But ultimately, you have one mind. So how are you using that mind? If you're constantly watching TikTok videos, you're constantly on Instagram, you're watching porn, you're eating fast food all the time, you're you're pounding your mind with super fast feedback, like like instant, and you're instantly hitting all the dopamine receptors. So your brain's going to be like, well, if I want something good, I want it now, which is good because it can give you that drive to be like, no, nah, I'm going to get it. But at the same time, you need to play that long game and that's why so many people fall off. Like when, when back when I, I remember when I had my first business and people would be like, oh, I'm going to buy something soon. I'm going to buy. And I would, oh, I'd get like super excited. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah I'm going to make a sale. I'm going to make a sale. And people mm. never would. And I realized that like you, you've got to be in it for the long game because there are certain faculties, there's certain parts of what you do that are inevitably going to take time, at least physically, you know, yeah. investing. If you want to make money while investing, you have to wait. Like, like for, there's a famous saying about Warren Buffett where I think it's either Jeff Bezos or Bill Gates says to him, like, how you got rich was so simple. Why, why don't people just copy you? And he's like, because no one wants to get rich slow. But it's true. Yeah, people, yep. people are too... 100%. Yep. 100%, bro. People are too consumed. Like, and that's when, like, in the crypto space with all these meme coins, that's why they do so well. Because people yeah. are like, well, I could make a grand today. Exactly. Maybe make a grand in a year. No, it's it's either I can make a grand today or lose it today because there's always that possibility. Because with these meme exactly, coins, you know, don't there's ne like it's that. never guaranteed profit in it. Exactly, man. Exactly. So it's like that's that's why people struggle so much. I think our generation mostly with the idea of actually putting the work in because we are we've been farmed into these creatures that are just getting all sorts of of pleasurable information from all sorts of different angles for all sorts of our senses. 
and it's just pounding us and just trying to get through to us and and it's a competition of, of make the best man win for the for the companies doing it and that yeah. engineers us into this super fast instant gratification dopamine chasing society and it's it, it's crazy man and we're all subject to it as well one. like no one's perfect like i know I'm yeah, yeah, yeah we all li- all human beings we all short we all exactly, fall short of, Every, of, of, as long as you're a human yeah. you'll have human flaws it's just mm. about mitigating that exactly exactly how does uh, how does one actually come about unplugging from the matrix as they so call it <laughs> well again like i'd say that honestly bro everything boils down to meditation like if yeah. you if you can sit in a room on your own in silence in the dark with yourself and you can do that for a prolonged period of time yeah you will start to master yourself you'll start to develop discipline it's like with mm-hmm. going to the gym like if you can actually go to the gym i'm not talking about taking pictures in the mirror or buying new gym clothes. I'm talking, if you can go to the gym, put the work in, push yourself, mm. actually work, then you will break. Like we all, like Joe Rogan says, conquer your inner bitch. And I, I literally couldn't phrase it any better than that. Like we all have our inner bitches. We all, we're all a pussy somewhere within us that there is that. And, or you could say it's the lower self. You could say it's, it's the fear of death or whatever. But we're, we all have a side of us that just wants to sleep in every morning, that just wants. True dominoes delivered every weekend but the thing is like that and that's a big disconnect from what we really are like we're not like people think we're more robot than we are animal like bro we're animals we need to eat we need to reproduce we need to hunt for our food but because we've got everything on a plate we forget that and we think like i don't need to take care of my body i don't need to take care of my mind everything's there for me anyway and it's 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 crazy because it just it just leaves people subject to all sorts of negativity that they think is inevitable. But if people really just put the work in on themselves, they'd see that reflect in their outer reality and just see like, oh shit, I'm all of a sudden a better person, <laughs> or like yeah. my life's all of a sudden a bit easier. Hmm. You know, because uh, you said you will touch upon this later on, uh, talking about in terms of polar opposites and how that relates to metaphysics and day to day life. Talk talk to me more about that. So essentially, like I was saying before, metaphysics mm. is the study of everything. I, I think literally everything. So there's with with pretty much everything, you've got two sides of the coin. Like nothing mm. is ever one thing. You've got life and death, finite and infinity, love and hate, hot and cold, light and dark. Everything has two poles. And it's just about understanding like it's it's very once you realize that you can realize kind of like where you are. So like and it's really obvious as well. Like if you're if you're if you're in prison, you want to be free. You know what I'm saying? If you're if you're unhealthy, you want to be healthy. If you're yeah. poor, you might want to be rich. I mean, some people don't, but the opposite pole of that would be to be rich. You know, and it kind of just it manifests on all different levels. But on obviously, like I'm saying, the deepest level would be the mental and spiritual level with like your emotions. So if you're if you're a really resentful, jealous, hateful person, and you know that and you don't like that it doesn't mean that you are that all it means is the emotion the the pole of the emotion that you are currently at is the lower pole you're currently instead of loving you're hating but that's fine all you need to do is figure out okay why am i like this and understand that the opposite does exist and you can get to that through a process of just raising your vibration raising your energetic frequency on that pole so it might be a case of like for example if something's cold like if you like when you cook food all you do is heat it up and now it's cooked so you had cooked and uncooked. There's two poles, yeah. the same thing. You had hot and cold, two poles, the same thing. It's just about understanding how to kind of use that in your own life to kind of realize like where you are currently and then how to get what you want to get by 
inevitably directing yourself in the opposite direction to what you have been. Would you say that you become more happy or more content with where you are now compared to where you was before, before you you went into the studies of metaphysics and learning about the mind? Yeah, 100%. I'd say I'm, I'm much more at peace. I'm much more understanding. I, I, I care much less about a lot of things. Like I realized the biggest thing for me was realizing like there's, there's no point caring too much or worrying about anything. Cause like, and I spoke about this on my story the other day. Like if you didn't, like if, if you look at most people's desires, like most people want a Rolex or a, or a Ferrari or a mansion. Mm. But if you didn't know those things existed, you'd only want something else to replace that. Yeah. But if you were completely unaware of anything separate to your body and mind, the only thing that you would actually want is just to take care of your body and mind and live happily through that. And we, we don't realize that that's the most important thing first. And metaphysics kind of stresses the importance that everything in your reality, down to the smallest circumstance to the biggest circumstance, is a direct reflection of what is what you are, what is in your mind. Like there's a there's a book by a guy called James Allen called As a Man Thinketh, which is a great book to start off with metaphysics. And he basically says that a really famous quote of you don't attract that which you want, you attract that which you are. And that is a perfect way of explaining what people call the law of attraction, which it's just literally like, for example, a shy person will find themselves in situations where they feel shy. An angry person will find themselves in situations that anger them. A loving person will find themselves in situations where they love people. And it's the same kind of thing of like, what you are will always be reflected through your character, your speech, your thoughts, your circumstances, your, mm. your, your relationship, your, your network, yep. your job. Yep. Everything will reflect who and what you are. Like People think they can hide their thoughts from people. You can hide your intimate ones. But in reality, you can see what someone's thinking from the clothes they wear to the car they drive to their values, their attitudes on things, how they react to circumstances, the job they work at. You can see like, oh, that person accepts that. It's not a judgment. It's just like, it, it's just, it is what it is. I mean, you can't mm. really say like, I know that person because I can see what they wear and what job they have. But you have an idea of like, clearly in that person's mind, they see themselves as a bin man or a stockbroker, for example. And that reflects in their job. And that's when you go on to people who become like very successful, who talk about yeah. things like, well, I never saw myself as that. I always saw myself as more than that. And they, what did they do? They became more than that. True, true. Perfect example is Tom Holland. Um, there was an interview like, what, three years ago, four years ago, before he got into the Spider-Man franchise and other movies that he's done. Um, there was an interview and there was, a, there was a part where he said that, oh, I want to be the next Spider-Man. And then mm. fast forward two years later, he's literally... And then he's made three, three movies, two movies. Was it three three different Spider-Man movies? I think it was three. It was three, maybe two. I don't know. But yeah, that, that I think that was the perfect example of because he when he said it, he said it like he meant it, like he truly mm. believed that he will become the next Spider-Man. Because he didn't say like, uh, I mean, I would hope or I would love to be. Oh, yeah. He was like, I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. You know, he's like, I'm, I'm gonna, I want to be the next Spider-Man. You know, yeah. Uh, he said it was such. I think that shows how. You know, if you're on shore, your mind will be on shore. And then now your reality will be on shore. Do you know what I mean? But if you're if now you're sure and you say things with conviction, like you really mean it, because you know it will happen. Just some, it's just a matter of when. It's just a matter of time. Then that's why your circle's so important, man, because mm. you're you like you'll have people around you who are like you want the people who'll be like, Okay, cool, how are we gonna do it then? Like I yeah, want exactly. to do this. Okay, cool, yeah, let's get to work. 
you don't want people who are going to be like, oh, I don't know, Matt. You, do you think you can really do? I mean, how many yeah. people did that from where you're I can't, from? I, re- like, I, I really can't. I actually I really can't be around people like that. Because no, I'm, such a, it, it I'm such a happy upbeat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I'm such a happy upbeat person, you know. And the last thing, I, I absolutely despise victim mentality. I despise it. Like, there's people in third, third world countries right now who would die to be in a position that we are. Do you understand what I mean? Literally, literally. So for you to come up with an excuse that is not even on a comparable level with someone who's living in a third country, for me, is an insult. Do you understand what I mean? Literally. So there's literally no excuse not to be where you want to be, not where you've been told that where you should be. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it reflects in like what people think their life has to be as well. Because I remember mm. last Monday, I, was, I, was, I walked past five guys and I saw this homeless guy sat outside five guys and i was like okay cool i'll go get him something to eat so i walked over to him i was like okay do you want something to eat are you hungry what what would you like and bro he couldn't even speak properly like his teeth were fucked his face was fucked he could Mm. barely speak properly you you had this kind of like level of fear like why the fuck's this guy coming up to me and asking me questions so i just went in and gotten something and then he was like he literally like he was just he tried to like thank me for it but he, he just was so confused and so kind of still kind of scared like is this really mm. happening because i'm sure that probably didn't happen too much for him and yeah. um i remember thinking like that guy has a hard life like that's what a hard life is he's probably addicted to some sort of really bad drug he's clearly like got no place to live he can't take care of himself properly you know and i was looking at that guy like my problems that i stress about he would he would kill to have those so is yep. my life really that hard or do i just think life has to be hard and that's kind of manifesting through things that are actually quite easy but i just think they have to be hard anyway do you know what i mean mm. and i think a lot of people like with the victim mentality think like that like oh life was unfair to me life was never easy it's just a feedback loop it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because the next time life seems unfair it just guarantees what they already thought instead of thinking okay cool life isn't fair to everyone doesn't mean it's going to stop me from doing what I want to do. Absolutely right. You got that bang on, bang on the nail. So you run, you run a Patreon, and uh, mm-hmm. is anything else that you're dipping into? I'm at the minute. I'm learning to trade, but I still got a long way to go with that. My mm. main thing at the minute is my Patreon and metaphysics. Uh, how did you actually come about? You know, saying you know what, I might as well help other people to benefit of the things that I'm learning from. So. Let me just create a Patreon. So it's basically like metaphysics isn't an easy thing to get into because it's like anything. Like there's a lot of like new age spirituality, for example, which in my opinion is just complete bullshit. And it's just like, you know, sit down, say I'm amazing and I own a Ferrari three times and a Ferrari will just appear outside. Yeah, yeah. Literally. That's not how it works. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's you already know how life works because you live life. You just haven't studied it yet. And it can be hard to kind of know where to start. And metaphysics kind of reveals that those those intricate layers of what's actually going on behind the scenes that you can kind of use yourself to dive into. And that, like, my, my purpose like is to empower myself, my people, my family through education on things like metaphysics and finance because I, I want to basically have power over my life. I want my family to have power over their own lives because a lot of people are subject to power over external factors like finances, the economy, politics, society, things like that. And people just accept that as, oh, that's just what reality is. But it really isn't. That's just what we let it be. 
reality is only what you let it be it's what you accept mm. so if you can manipulate that and change what you accept and change what you let happen then inevitably you can start to direct your reality into the direction that you want it to go for yourself and kind of do the things that you want to do and that's ultimately why i try to teach people about metaphysics because it's like some people don't really give a shit some people probably look at me like what's this crackhead talking about man like manifestation but it's like no we manifest every minute of our life like this conversation right now we manifested it you thought about it you asked me I agreed. We came on. We're currently doing it. It's it's yeah, it's all that's true. Everything has layers to it. Of like, mm-hmm. you know, you decided to wake up at a certain time, so you did it. That's just man. It's just creation, bro. Everything is constantly in a process of changing and in this flux of creation. And we are always doing that. We just don't realize it. But when you can kind of become conscious of that creative power that you that you fully control and that you fully manipulate every single day, then you start to realize. I do have this like creative power, but I've just left it to be subject to other people and their thoughts and their opinions and what people wanted me to do and where people wanted me to go. So essentially why I do it is to just kind of give people a bit of a slap in the face and say, no, this is on you. Like you need to take accountability. This stuff will help you. I mean, like the Patreon's just there for people who want to go deeper. Like if you really, really want to go deep into it, then you can have everything I do, everything I know at a certain price. But ultimately, my Snapchat alone will, will give you all the tools you need to kind of take take reality into your own hands. Yeah, I, I can testify to that because your Snapchat alone is like, I think, more than enough an average starter. More than enough. Even for yeah, just the everyday... Too far. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you do. But that's good, though. I think, I think sometimes it's needed because, you know, people are not going to wake up to reality unless... And if no one's going to say, then who is... You know, mm, uh, sometimes there needs to there needs to be people like you and to tell people, you know, that the the things that the way you, how you see things is actually not how you see it. Mm. And you know, also also want to ask because um, this is this is on my head just recently. Obviously, metaphysics and the the knowledge of that. Do you like the higher ups? You know, people in the government, people in power. Do they use like these things that we talk about, especially today? Oh, that's a deep one. Mm. <laughs> that's a very deep one. Um, I would say so 100%. I wouldn't say like when you're looking at people like Boris Johnson and people like that. My This is all obviously my opinion from what I've seen and put together myself. Yeah. But it's all just it's all just puppets, man. It's all just kind of like facades to kind of give people the like, let's put it this way. So we live in a democracy where you can vote, but we are manipulated in what we choose. We get dealt the cards by the government itself and then we are also manipulating to pick it like like political campaigns are just manipulate it's just it's just large-scale manipulation it's just going you need this we can give you this we'll do everything you want just vote for me and they don't even do it most of the time they just fucking yep. use that to get they just sell lies it's all lies so is it is it democracy is it or are you just being manipulated and that's when you go into things like human nature psychology and metaphysics and you look at like if a human, if, if I know something you don't, I can manipulate you with that. It's like when you were mm. a kid and you'd play games with people. If the, if someone playing the game didn't really know the rules, you could make them up as you go along. You could manipulate them to kind of fuck that person over. And that is what happens at a large, large scale with economies, with governments. And it's it's like in the West, we, we carry this kind of like 
persona of oh we're, we're so good we're so modern we're so intelligent we we protect the world we do we're no different than the east or anyone else we just do things in a different way we just we just paint a picture we just pretend and it's like like if, if you ask Nero he'll, he'll say like do you think the people behind closed doors are asking about what's the next best crypto or what's the next best stock pick? Nah. They're obviously talking about how they can maintain power. And it's true, man. Like people are, mm. these people are, are high level humans. You know, they know human psychology. They know how reality works. They know how human nature works. They understand how to create systems to keep things at play. I don't know how deep that goes. You know, some people will say Facebook is, is it's there to manipulate and brainwash? Maybe it is. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Mm, but what yeah. I do know is there's, if you really look at like, for example, even just 100 years ago or 200 years ago with the slave trade, like the whole idea of that was that, that we were being great and we were providing jobs and opportunity. It's like now everyone knows how fucked up it is. And everyone's yeah, like, what the yeah. fuck? But it's like... But it's then, crazy how that took 100 years, 100 years to come exactly, to this point man. to say, oh, that was, just shows that was kind of messed up. Accept. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah. But it still happens today with not not uh, not as deep like in the same manner as the slave trade. No, 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 of course like, not 100% we, not. But we think like obviously we think colonialism has ended. But it hasn't though. It's just no. got a new name. It's the yeah. same thing like like for example banks can just send loans to countries. Countries default on the loans. They okay, cool. We'll give you a loan to pay off that loan. They default again. Then they just start buying up land as collateral. And it's like you can buy Perfect example China. Perfect example Literally, China right now. Literally. Literally. But it, it's just it's we we really do have this kind of like this this idea fed to us that that we we are the best you know we the West is the best and build back better and do all this yeah. it's, it's all just illusions of just literally like we're trying to maintain our world order we're trying mm. to take over as much of the world as we can and control it over our rules and our values and our ideologies we're trying to create a monopoly a monopoly on trade and if anyone gets in the fucking way we'll just go to war. <laughs> yeah and it's like we we really do think like we look at russia like oh fucking putin and all that bro we do the same things we just don't speak about it like you only True. know about it because the news puts it on if the news True. didn't put it and on, even then the news fabricate most of the things anyways exactly they just feed you what you what they think you should know but they don't exactly. tell you what matters they don't tell you things that actually will benefit your life like i yeah. run by a, i run by a purpose of like i don't i don't pay any attention to the media because if me it's important me. enough, it will yeah. affect me anyway. So I don't need to know. Someone someone else will tell me. So it's like with COVID, I just that's when I learned it. I just gave up on COVID. And people were going on about, oh, bro, the new regulations. I was like, I don't fucking know what's going on. But they told me anyway. So it's like, yeah, I don't yeah. need the news to inform me because people will do that anyway if it exactly. really matters. Yeah, if it really did matter. Yeah, 100%. You, so, because it's funny, because I was actually going to touch upon uh, this COVID pandemic and you know, how it relates to all the higher-ups and how they're using this this psychological warfare to almost pay of us. Because it's funny how, you know, during COVID, you know, they were giving us, um, they were putting us on furlough, you know, giving us free money. And then now we're here to suffer the consequences of those actions by increasing inflation, increasing our bills. Um, do you think this whole COVID pandemic thing was almost a cover-up? You know, there was something going on behind closed doors. There was a bigger, there was a bigger agenda to this. Again, like I said, obviously, I don't know too much. So yeah. I can only assume from the information I do have. Yeah, but it's yeah. like what we seem to be at a time now, or, or we are at a time now, of changing world order. And Ray Dalio does a great YouTube video on this about the changing world order. And mm. essentially, like, 
we're at a point in time now where the, the Western world order is starting to come a little bit weaker and, and go on its downturn. And then the Eastern world order with the Chinese is starting to strengthen and strengthen and strengthen. And, you know, you've got things like the Saudi family open door, uh, uh, saying that they're happy to open doors to Russian oligarchs and stuff to go there and live there for a bit. And they've been meeting with China about changing over from the petrodollar to maybe accepting a one dollar or, or whatever. And the thing that I'm seeing is I'm wondering, for me personally, was COVID engineered to just break the current economy, break fiat even further, just completely obliterate it, introduce mm. a new digitalized economy with digital currencies, centralized bank digital currencies, and kind of have a firmer grip and kind of reset the, the, the currency of the West? Because ultimately, this is if that is the goal, this this has been done before. The, the Bretton Woods Agreement, um, Nixon removing the gold standard, it was all about manipulating the world reserve currency so America could stay in power. That's all it's been. That's all it ever has been. Gold is just manipulated through that. And it wouldn't surprise me if the powers that be are like, okay, we're on the downturn. China's on the upturn. Our economy's weakening. Their economy's strengthening. Is there a way we could maybe just completely destroy this economy, give people the only option for hope to vote in our new favoured economy, digitalise everything? Yeah. And But what can we do? Because obviously they can't just come a, a, across and destroy the economy because they're going to be, you know, people will be homeless, people will be jobless, there'll be suicides will be through the roof. So they then they know this because this is their job. So it's up to them to kind of figure out, can we get a scapegoat? So I would assume that COVID has been a scapegoat for, for all of this. That the Russian um, invading Ukraine right now is also being used as a scapegoat. You know, like, oh, it's, it's Putin's fault that inflation is through the roof. Like, no, you printed the money. <laughs> you you fucked the currency up. So yeah. if I had to say so, I would say that, I mean, realistically, I, I saw a statistic. I mean, it might not have been right, but I'm pretty sure I saw a statistic that said only 17,000 people died with um, died of COVID and not with COVID. So the direct COVID-related yeah, death with yeah. no other problem with 17,000 people. And if that is true, like, it, it's in the UK, I think, alone, not not worldwide. But if that is true, it, it, not, one death is too many deaths. Like, there's, it's, it's not a game of, like, oh, how many people can die? But it's like, how many suicides were there? You know what I'm saying? How many car crashes happen every year? How True. how many people die from alcohol abuse, from cigarette abuse, from cancer True. brought on by 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 fast food and stuff like that? Yeah, it's yep. like I I don't personally agree that these people have laws in place to really give their greatest good and really take care of everyone. I think it's all just manipulation of power. And why? I mean, I don't really know. Maybe they just love power. You know, some people have di- you know different. Um, ideologies behind it like obviously if you go really deep you've got all the child trafficking and all shit like that which i try to stay away from because it's just too fucked up for me but um yeah i mean i think it's probably just a change in world order and just a scapegoat used to kind of get us there if 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 i'm going to use what i've seen and and make an opinion based on that it would be that but obviously again like i'm saying i I don't know everything so Mm -hmm. i probably am wrong (laughs) no it, it sounds it sounds logical though so you know that's I why I think it, I would, it, yeah, it I wouldn't be surprised either, mate. But yeah, it's a we live in a crazy world, man. But that's why mm. I just express like people think that they have. It, it's funny because the people have power, but they don't have the power they think they have. They have powers they don't know about. So it's like you you're told you have this political power and the power to choose different, you know, political parties, and we can we can do this, we can do that. 
you don't really have that. In my opinion, you don't really have that much power in that because you're going to be manipulated to choosing certain things. And they're not stupid because they know different like societal classes will be picking different, you know, government parties. So they blatantly know it's not going to work out the way they always want it to. But so I don't think people have that much power in politics and things like that. But I do think people have power in the, in taking control of who they are and directly impacting their own reality. And that's what I would express more to people, because I just think that I think politics is, is made as an illusion to kind of get people even deeper into the system and kind of confuse them and blind them even further from from what really matters, which is literally just them and their family. Like, you, how can you save someone else if you can't save yourself? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. I think the, like our government leader and this isn't anything against unhealthy people or anything like that, but he's fat. It's like he can't keep himself healthy. Yeah. How can he keep a country healthy, bro? Like, this is the things that, that I know it sounds small and it, sound, it might sound stupid, but it's just like it, it, these these principles overlap. Like, you have one brain. How you do one thing is how you do everything. Like, your attitudes, you, you're not really disciplined over here and then really lazy over here. You just mm. tap into different parts of who you are. But ultimately, you have an overall characteristic towards what you do. And it's just like, I just look at like people like Boris Johnson. I just don't believe that someone like that would really have that much power over a country. I just think it's puppets, man. I mean, can't even sort out his own hair, look presentable. I knew this guy was that's a joke from the saying, first <laughs> I mean, this guy was a joke from day one, but that's not for me to comment upon because I'm not, I'm not an expert in you know politics, and I don't even invest my, I don't invest my energy into that. I don't invest my energy into that because it's not even worth my time or attention. So I mean, so, but um. I also wanted to touch upon uh, another thing. You don't believe in, in luck, do you? Not really. I mean, I don't believe yeah. in luck in the same sense that most people do. Because most people right. think like, like, like by definition, luck is literally impossible because something can't happen that has had nothing to bring it to happen. Like something can't come from nothing. So like yeah. you can't just walk down the street and all of a sudden, you know, a million pounds just spawns in out of nowhere. Like even if there was a million pounds there, it had to be put there by someone. And it's like, this this is just goes back to another metaphysical principle of cause and effect. Essentially, every single effect has a cause. Every cause has an effect, and all ties back again to the mental. Because it's like if I decide to push over a chair, you might say the push was the cause, but it wasn't. It was my decision to push it over. It was my mental. It was my thought. It was my idea. You can go more philosophical about that and say like, oh, where did the thought come from? Why did you think that? You know, and that's a whole different conversation. But I just know it looks impossible, bro, because it's like everything has to happen. Like there's an analogy I saw and I'll probably murder it by trying to paraphrase it. But it was essentially that this woman's house um, got destroyed by a boulder that fell off a mountain. And everyone said, oh, how unlucky. That's just bad luck. But it isn't. It's just natural cause and effect laws playing out you know people decided to build the house there the mountain so happened to have all sorts of weather you know climates hitting it and all this and that happened and over time different chains of cause and effect happened that intertwined now at one point you might go that was luck but it all originated from different causes nothing just mm. happens randomly or from chance everything right. can be like people think that the chances is, is literally impossible like we can put a number on chance but if you really knew all the different laws and principles at play in each circumstance, you would be able to say exactly what is going to happen. But you also, and that then implies people might think, oh, so do we have no freedom because everything already set out? That's where it changes. And this is, this might, 
confuse some people, but essentially you have free will and you live within determinism. So each decision you make will have knock-on effects that are deterministic. However, you have the power to freely make each decision. Do you get what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So you're saying that we walk along our own path of destiny, but that path of destiny is determined by the actions that we decide to take. Yeah, like fate and destiny are made out from each choice, but you have the power to choose freely of what choices you make. So you might have path A, path B, path C. They all have their unique paths and they're all deterministic in that nature, but you can still pick what path you want. So you have, ultimately you have free will over determinism, if that makes sense. What is your day-to-day routine like now? I mean, my, my, my common day, I just, I wake up, um, I meditate 15, 20 men, I take CMOS, I brush my teeth, jump in the shower, and then go to uni, come home, do a bit of work on, on whatever, Patreon, metaphysics. Mm. It's funny though, because I, I know some, some people listen to this now, also from uh, amongst your followers, they'd be thinking like, oh, James must be like on his laptop, like maybe minimum 10 hours a day, probably like studying something, something else about metaphysics or, you know, working on his Patreon and they think that you know we live some like some that you live some sort of crazy life, some like crazy workaholic lifestyle when you just live a simple life. Well, you try to make it as efficient as easy as you can, right? Make it simple, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it depends what you. If you're trying to build a billion dollar empire in in technology, you're gonna have to put in them eighteen hour days, probably. But hmm. I mean, for me, man, I'm like, I I don't see my picture on like a business. I see it as like you're investing in me, you're investing in my knowledge, so. If you want to get more of me, there's a little paywall. You can access that and then you've got it for as long as you want it. And then you can stop whenever you want or you can continue mm. for as long as you want. And it's like that that's I prefer living my life that way because it's like I can I like to live my own life. I like to do my own things. And and that's also why I like to be anonymous and stuff, because it's like people always want to be telling you what to do and where to go and and, and it's like, you know, especially like in a real business model, you, you've got to be worrying about your clients all the time. I mean, that's not yeah. to say I don't worry about my clients now, but it's like gaining or losing clients means nothing to me because I'm not necessarily doing it as a... For them. Yeah, you're just, yeah, you, you've already got the knowledge and if people are willing to invest in it, then they will, win it? Exactly. And it's like, as long as I'm, mm. as long as people are being helped out, then the whole point of the Patreon is being fulfilled. So then... Yeah ultimately by that nature i'm doing the right thing if that makes sense but mm. yeah man i just i like a peaceful life i do i really do like a peaceful life like i don't really go out too much i i just like to chill man i like to do my work chill see my friends every now and then and and that's it really man i mean i'm, I'm a pretty boring person to be honest but it's a peaceful nice life and and that's that's all i'm trying to build mate i don't, after today i don't think anything you said on this podcast is even near near boring like mate you i think you're downplaying yourself a lot because maybe it's just the calmness maybe i'm just too chill (laughs) (laughs) this year i don't care this year and abids are the best episodes so far i I appreciate that man i I genuinely don't care this one and abids were the best episodes and i really do appreciate you you know for coming onto my platform but before we end as tradition as tradition what is your last message to the audience listen my last message, ooh, um, I'd just say slow down, meditate, be more open-minded, 
and just take more accountability, man. Like it all comes down to your accountability. Like if you can consciously and honestly say to yourself, I fucked up, what can I do to fix it? You pretty much have just took control over your whole life and you can kind of use that in almost any circumstance. Because it might not be your fault, but it's always your responsibility.